Geico asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, Geico can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners or renters coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance and more, and Geico is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to geico.com or contact your local agent today. Welcome to a brand new episode of Snobcast. My gosh, it feels good to say that. This is the reboot, the revival, call it what you will. This is Snobcast, and it's so good to speak to you all today. Um, we took a bit of a hiatus, uh, myself, um, with Chef Tom and Hype Man Steve, kind of pivoted doing other things. Uh, I hope you've been able to watch uh, Cooking with Snobs up on YouTube, getting good feedback on that. Um, I just thought that I'd come on here and you know there are certain things in life that you want to do and then you have the right support system to to get up and do it and this is what snobcast is I mean three the three of us you know woke up one day said hey we should shoot this shit and talk about fuck all and we did we did it for a while and then we kind of got lost in the middle of all that kind of just you know uh, getting good content out there for you. We weren't happy with the content at one point, but but we're here and we pivoted, like I said, and we did other things. The guys on their own, uh, Tom and Steve, have done their own things, their own projects. I mean, I've done my own projects, kind of still sticking with the comedy, uh, stand-up comedy stuff. And I mean, and then I said, I need to do something with Snobcast because Snobcast is my baby. Snob Media is my baby. So I, I need to do something and, and and this is it. And I think I'm, we're on the right path here. And, and so I'd like to come on here, you know, every week, talk about shit that's going on in my life, talk about movies, talk about comedy, talk about music. Um, these are the things that I am passionate about and the things that I know inside out. And I'm so happy you're still here for the ride. And I can't wait to keep on going. I mean, I never in my life would have thought to do a podcast on my own, but Hey, here we are. It could work. It could not work. Who the hell knows, but we'll take it day by day, week by week. And, and I hope to be on here for as long as I can, for as long as you'll have me with good talks, great guests, which we will have at some point. And I'll have the guys back. I'll have Tom and I'll have Steve back on here. There's, there is no bad blood just to be clear. Um, I see them almost every day. I see them more than my family. So like, uh, so just to give you a heads up, we're all good. Everyone's good. You can follow us all on social media. Um, and, and, and that's it. I mean, I'm on here now because I want to start doing this. I need to kick my ass and do it. And this is what I'm doing. So this episode might be fucking about nothing. Like most of the time, most of our episodes were about nothing, but you'll get something out of it. And if I can push you to fucking, you know, get up and, and do something well then go up go out and do it i mean i mean this is what happened with me i i i woke up one day and i said shit i need to do something with the podcast and and, and i spoke to the guys and said hey what if i take it on solo talk about movies and all that stuff that i know about and keep it concise and keep it super small and like not long in length so ideally this would be what i would want to do is, is is to come on here weekly and just talk for about 
30 minutes, maximum 30 minutes. And, 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 it, and it's kind of something that is being tested right now because a lot of friends of mine in, in comedy that are doing podcasts. And yes, I know every, uh, everyone's grandmother has a podcast. I understand that. But some are really good. And, and I'm not saying that ours is great, but we enjoy doing it. So we hope that, that that's what we give off when you watch us or when you listen to us. Um, so, I mean, a lot of my uh, comedian friends are doing this and they have the short podcast form and it's, you know, maximum, you know, 20, 30 minutes and it works for them. And, and that, and we actually did that a few weeks ago with an episode um, for cooking with snobs. The last two episodes that we released are under an hour and we have had nothing but rave reviews about it because it wasn't so fucking long. So we took that and we said, okay, Yes, the whole time that we sat there and we ate, we had great conversations with our guests, but maybe not everything needs to fucking air that way, you know? So we kind of gave carte blanche to our editor and was like, hey, watch the podcast. We trust you and cut what you think needs to be cut. And that's what he did. And people were fucking like, hey, I was able to sit down and watch Cooking with Snobs in one, one sitting. I wasn't able... To do it previously because the episodes were over an hour and I didn't have to watch it in two or three chunks. I could watch it. I sat down and I watched it all. And we love that. And this is why I want to just keep you, you know, company in traffic, in, in, in your home, working from home, doing all these things. This is what it is now. We all got to adapt and pivot to the things that people want and for what you want for yourself as well. Um, and, and, and I'm not here to fucking motivate you, but if I can, like I said, if I can kick your ass and get up and you do something, well, then go ahead and do it. You know what I mean? Um, it's been an interesting, you know, for me, it's been an interesting last year. Um, just a lot of self-discovery and a lot of um, changes in my life. You know, one of the main changes being is that, you know, I quit my full-time job, uh, which was a family business. Um, and, 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 and I kind of, did my own thing for a few months because I didn't know what the hell I wanted to do. I just knew I needed change. And, and, and here we are. Now I work my first ever corporate job, uh, which I actually quite enjoy, uh, but it's work from home and, and it's flexible and it's a different mentality. And, and it's something that, that I personally needed. And, and, and it kind of opened my mind to other things that I wanted to do, you know? Um, in the last year, we've also put on a few great comedy shows, uh, produced some great ones. Uh, you know, in, in July of last year of 2021, uh, we Snob Media produced the first biggest uh, comedy show in the East End of Montreal. Uh, at the up to that point, since the pandemic, we had sold out. I think it was 250 seats, and 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 it was just so inspiring overwhelming and just uh, there's not enough time there's not enough time putting on a show to actually enjoy every aspect of it you know what i mean because i produce i host and i get all the you know the comics to come and 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 all that and there's the whole backstage part of it too that's like super complex but you don't have enough time to to to, to actually enjoy the entire process you know what i mean um, and, 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 and thankfully, you know, a good friend like Lino Creatives, Lino Shortino, who was a fucking brilliant filmmaker, um, was there that night to capture it all. And why am I talking about a year ago? I'm just talking about because it, he brought everything together and I'm so happy to have him on board for this 
um, new venture with Snobcast. So Lino Creatives, he's just the bomb. Um, you could check him out on Instagram, Lino Creatives, and uh, book him for a fucking you know for all your projects. Why not? He's incredible. He works super well. And he's very professional, um, and and he's kind of one of the guys. I was like, hey, uh, let's work together. Let's let's do something. And and here we are. He's you know pretty much producing Snobcast now. Um, and it's, it's so great to have him on board. I'm all over the map. Like usual, I'm just very excited to be behind the mic again. Um, it feels so good. It feels really good. And just, you know, if we're being, we've always been very open. Um, this episode was not planned. I mean, I just wanted to test the waters to see if I got something to say. And here we are, (laughs) we're fucking testing the waters and we're doing it. We're doing it. People. Aside from cooking with snobs, we've also got the concert goers uh, with, excuse me, with my good friend Jess uh, out of Vancouver, which we will be starting off um, very soon. Um, And it's a lot of fun. I mean, that covers the whole concert aspect of our lives and how we attend a lot of shows. Shows are back and it's good. It's good to be back in a room full of people that love live music as much as I do. It's 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 emotional, like. You know, the first show that I saw right after the pandemic, I saw Genesis um, here in Montreal. And as soon as the lights went off and the band was taking the stage, I bawled my eyes out. Like I had missed that feeling of of the crowd just erupting. And and there's no better feeling. And ever since then, the, the, the shows I've attended, I just, I never take it for granted. I love every second of it. And I like to look around at the people and see their faces. And, um, and just, I feel like bands now are a lot tighter than they were because they had so much time off and they just, they, they kind of, the way we're reconnecting with society is kind of like how they're reconnecting as a band, you know, because they, sure, maybe some of them got to perform, you know, over the pandemic together or practice all that stuff, but majority of them were just you know alone at home and I, and I say alone but like you know they were with their families they weren't with their band members or whatever so and you can tell now uh, going to shows that dynamics are different that it's a lot tighter and people and, and, and artists are happy to be back on stage they're not doing it you know just to do it anymore they they had two years they took the two years they had to decide what they wanted to do some of them retired some passed away some are back so like that's just you know in 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 times like these we tend to you know live again and and it's it's nice to see that everyone's back and um aside from that i mean i've been watching some great some great some great movies and um i i want to talk about something i watched recently um just to give you a little bit of a what's going on in his life. Um, I watched this incredible, incredible film from 2002 directed by Todd Haynes called Far From Heaven. Um, it's, uh, it stars Julianne Moore and Dennis Quaid and Dennis Haysbert uh, from 24 fame. But um, it, it just opened my mind. I, I hadn't been, I had never seen it one and i know my mother had seen it like when it came out because we used to go to the movies a lot together when i was growing up and we used to split movies i used to go see something and she would go see something um 
So she went to see Far From Heaven and she, I remember her loving it. It's, and it's such a sweeping like romance film. And it, it's a romance film, but it's also like very dark and, 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 and it's set in the, in the fifties in Connecticut. Um, um, you know, Julianne Moore befriends this African-American and everyone's just side-eyeing her. Like what the hell is up with this girl, you know? And at the same time, Julianne Moore's husband played by Dennis Quaid is harboring this huge secret that I won't give away if you haven't seen it, but it's, it's, I didn't expect it. And I feel like the films like that aren't really made anymore. It was just so beautifully shot. Uh, you know, like I said, it was directed by Todd Haynes, also written by Todd Haynes. It was nominated for a bunch of Oscars in 2002. Um, and, 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 and the thing is, I hadn't been captivated that way in a long time watching a film, which then led me to wanting to go back and revisit films by director uh, Douglas Sirk, who uh, directed Rock Hudson in pretty much almost everything that he made in the 50s. But, but Douglas Sirk was a filmmaker who, who really focused on female leads. And, um, and his films in the 50s were, were pretty much melodramas, kind of like how uh, Far From Heaven is. Um, but, but in the 50s, melodramas were just frowned upon. Like so, so, so he would release films and they would get shit reviews. People would go see them. They would flock to go see them because it had Rock Hudson, uh, and Jane Wyman and people like that, but but critics hated the movies, which is so fucking weird because if you think of it nowadays, um, you look at those films by Douglas Sirk, a lot of them are up on Criterion. If you're not familiar with Criterion, it's Criterion Collection. It's a they preserve, you know, film certain films. There's like thousands of titles now, but it's it's a expensive habit to have to buy it from them. But it's you you never fucking you know never disappointed. So Criterion Collection took a lot of those Douglas Sirk films from the 50s and remastered them and restored them. And, and now they're available to purchase again. But those films nowadays are considered masterpieces of the time, you know? And, and it's just so weird how, you know, now we watch a film from the 50s and you're like, shit, this is a masterpiece. Back then in the 50s, they were watching it and they were saying, this is fucking garbage. You know what I mean? And, and I don't think anyone really commanded a scene like Douglas Sirk for romance films because there's so much tension and so much um, just invigorating uh, looks that the actors give one another. And it's like, holy shit, how, were, how was this even overlooked at all? Um, uh, films by Douglas Sirk, by the way, that you should check out is uh, All That Heaven Allows. Imitation of Life, which happened to be um, the last film he ever directed, which was in 1959. He, that was just the last film he decided to make, but he only he died only late, later in the 80s. Um, uh, written on the Wind as well. And, and I think I'm 98% sure that all of these have Rock Hudson in them. But um, those are three films that I really resonated with while watching Far From Heaven because I said, holy shit, there's so many, you know, similarities and then when i you know i like to when i am so captivated by film i tend to research it after and by researching it turns out that some of the essays did mention that todd haynes took from douglas sirk everything comes full circle in the end right um and just a bunch of films that you should really check out um 
why is Jaya talking about a romance film? Because I like it. And I haven't, you know, like I said, it's all about captivation for me. And there are so many films that captivate me, but there was something about Far From Heaven that I'm still thinking about today. Holy shit, how did I forget about this? The score by Elmer Bernstein. Rest in peace, dude. What a score. And, and I think he didn't win, but he was definitely nominated for an Oscar for that. And, um, but holy shit, just it's in, like he got the era down to a T. And um, there's so many great scenes with the lighting and like with bisexual lighting that wasn't even fucking around back then. You know what I mean? That term wasn't around in 2002. Like bisexual lighting without it being bisexual lighting. If you don't know what bisexual lighting is, I'm not going to explain it, but just Google it. Um, and you'll be like, oh, shit, I've seen so many things that have this lighting in it. But that's what it's commonly referred to now. And, and it's just such a beautiful, beautiful film. Yeah, it's tough. It's a tough film. It will not make you feel good. But um, it's just so, so beautiful. And, and for me, um, that's what a film is all about. It's just like how you how I can watch something. And just get so fucking into it. And, and, and think of, I love thinking about films for days after I've seen them. Like if I watched, like, for example, I watched Far From Heaven a few days ago. I'm still thinking about it today. And I love that about movies. That's what movies are all about. That and movie magic. Movie magic for me is like, for example, Jurassic Park that I rewatched recently with some friends. That excitement is still there when I watch it. Now. I need to go back and rewatch Far From Heaven, which I won't do right now because I need to I need it to simmer out and phase out kind of because my head is so into it, you know, but I do think that films of that caliber are the ones that keep us going to the movies are the ones that have we have some sort of hope that there will continue to be films of that caliber to draw us in. And I mean, it's so fucking great that, okay, fine. Uh, this is a film from 2002. And I'm talking about Douglas Sirk, who made films in the 50s. But in recent memory, I mean, films that really grabbed you. I mean, let's go with La La Land, for example, that I, that, you know, I do think was the best film of that decade. Uh, I had, it has everything and everything about it. That is just so magical and it just brings you into the old Hollywood musical fucking, you know, world. And like, why wouldn't you want to be brought into that world? It's as much as La La Land, again, is another depressing film. If you think about it, at the core of it, um, I can't really remember a film that made me feel that way. I, I did uh, recently watch Everything, Everywhere, All at Once with Michelle Yeoh. Uh, and a film by the Daniels, which was incredible. That I watched it alone in an empty movie theater. Me and my popcorn. Nothing could have been better in that in in those two and a half hours that I watched that film. And if you haven't seen it yet, fuck, go and do it. Everything, everywhere, all at once. Um, it's just such an incredible, incredible film. And like, there's action, there's drama, there's romance, there's there, there's, 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 everything is just so exciting. Okay, not so much romance, but definitely like action and comedy for me. It's, just, it's a great blend of things that make me feel good. And 
And, and, and this was a film that really took me on that journey. And I really loved it. So all that to say, so a recap of films that I've mentioned is 2002's Far From Heaven with Julianne Moore. The films of Douglas Sirk, um, for example, All That Heaven Allows, Written on the Wind, Imitation of Life, Magnificent Obsession. That was the other one I was thinking of by Douglas Sirk with Rug Hudson as well. And then, of course, more recently, uh, La La Land and uh, Everything Everywhere All at Once. Just incredible, incredible films that will stand the test of time for me. And, and, and you can disagree or, you know, think I'm crazy, but I, I'm telling you that in fucking 50 years from now, we will still be talking about these films. And that's the beauty of filmmaking and the beauty of watching films that just and having films that bring you into their lives. Film is like therapy for me. It always has been which is why I enjoy going alone to, to see a movie because I'm just brought into this other world. Whether the movie is shit or it's fantastic, I'm easily just as enthralled going to sit in a dark room with my popcorn and just letting go of everything else. That is the beauty of it. So that being said, I think this concludes this new first, I want to say first in quotations, but episode of uh, the Snobcast Revival, Reboot, whatever you want to call it. Um, I, think, I think that's what we're going to do here from now on. We're on the right path, right? I mean, and I mean let's release this episode and, and, and just fucking see what happens. I mean, I love it. I, I, and, and, and this was a lot of fun for me. And I just hope that you keep on listening. You keep supporting us. Chef Tom, Hype Man Steve, Snob Media. And all of our collaborators we've had all over the, over the time, excuse me. And of course, give a shout out to Lino Creatives, who's, uh, you know, doing all this behind the scenes. But it, it's just, it's a time now, things are opened. It's time to kick ass, do that thing that you love. And, and, and I'll just keep watching movies. I'll keep going to live shows. I'll keep, you know, listening to music. And giving you the 411 and whatever the fuck's going on. You know what I mean? I love doing this. So I'm telling you, the, 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 the full circle moment here is do what you want to do. Get up and fucking kick ass. And, uh, and, and that's it for this week on Snobcast. We hope to see you again next week. Ciao. How would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, GEICO can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners or renters coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance and more, and GEICO is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to GEICO.com or contact your local agent today.